Hey, welcome back to Somebody Needs to Hear This. I'm your host, Christasia Chen. And today we have an awesome ass guest on the show. We have Mr. Mark Easy. Thank you, thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you for coming. If you guys don't know, Mark is one of three MCs on the Lord is Bomb podcast. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Every actually they're I think they should be back recording in February. February. We're coming back in February. Yep. Yeah, so please stay tuned for that. I'm on pins and needles. I'm waiting. Um, but yeah, I, I this has been like long anticipated. Yes. Um, I definitely wanted to get you in here to pick your brain. Like out of everybody that I know, I you're probably the biggest hip hop head I know. Um, I mean <laughs> you and your crew, but but predominantly you. Johnny's dope as shit though. Yeah, and you I had him like, like one of your first yeah. episodes. Yeah, Johnny. He was so cool. I love that. I yeah, love going back episode. and forth for him. It, yeah. it was probably one of my favorites, yeah. if, if not. Uh, Papa was a Rolling Stone, then yeah, that one cool. was my favorite for sure. Um, I like picking his brain too. I've been He's loving a really what good... you're doing with this. Thank by you. The way. I don't know if I told you that. Thank you. You have, and I appreciate it. I hear it. I like what you do too. Thank you. Um, it's. Uh, I remember when I first listened to the podcast, I was like, I don't know, and then I remember I, I went on, and you were like, yes, yeah, a niche. But then the more that I is that the word for it? Yeah. And then the more that I listened, the more I was able to like dive into stuff. Because at first, so now because of you guys, I'm like into. I'm watching all the Marvel movies from the very beginning. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know where I left off on, but I'm starting all the way over. So right. I love that your show is like, or your podcast is multifaceted. Like mm-hmm. it's not just about one thing. Right. Um, and I like expanding my mind. So I love learning new things from you guys. So I, I appreciate that. I, I love that. Thank you. Um, but yeah, tell the people about yourself just a little bit. Uh, damn, where to begin? I'm a Swiss Army knife. You know, I come from different backgrounds. I started in the streetwear, um, had my own clothing brand, and then later dived into helping others grow their brands in Sacramento. Uh, whether printing, you know, got into the screen printing business to making beats and putting out albums with the homie Johnny. I yeah. need to base out. Check that out. And then um, still doing screen printing. You know, I do that. That's my full time job. And, you know, on the side, do the podcast. Yeah. You know? Yeah. A little bit of everything. I know, yeah. right? Uh, um, Madi always talks about, if you guys don't know, Madi's my best friend, a.k.a. the the, the host of Boss Talk, Boss. which is her segue on We Are Sacramento podcast or whatever. But um, she figured out the rest of that quote for um, Jack of Trade, Master of None. Of none. Mm-hmm. I forgot the rest. Yeah. But it's like a master of one is better than a master of, of none, none or something mm-hmm. like that. But um, I'm okay with knowing how to do a lot of things a little bit. Yeah. Like that's all I need. I just mm-hmm. need to have a little, a little taste of something. Like right. I, I might not be all the way into the stock market, but mm-hmm. you know, I can, I can explain Dip what the it, devil. Yeah. I can explain yeah. what some douge coin. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, a little bit. Yeah. But right. I wanted to have you on this show because I have been saving hip hop for you. Mm, thank you. Um, I think my first episode dropped like October and right. ever since then it's just been like, R&B, I've had like a little alternative, but mm-hmm. I haven't like dove into hip hop. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need somebody that's going to be able to carry their weight. And I'm like, you for me, I got to call Mark. <laughs> um, so I appreciate you catching my alley-oop and assisting me in this. Um, Thank you for having me, man. So the main premise of this, ba- this episode essentially is um, I was watching Love Jones. Mm. And was it Love Jones? I got your Love Jones for your body and your skin tone. No, was it Love Jones? Where they asked him that it is Love Jones. Where they asked him, "When did you fall in love with hip hop?" Soul Food. No, not Soul Food. It was Sanai Lathan. She was. Are you sure it's not Soul Food? It's not Soul Food. 
Brown sugar. Brown sugar. That's, the That's one what was it was. For. I was watching Brown Sugar. Brown sugar. And Love that movie. Yes, and and that question was like ringing in my head. Like, mm-hmm. well, when, when did I fall in love? And I was like, I wonder. I wonder where Mark fell in love with hip hop mm. and what his journey has been through with music and how that relates to his mental health. So I know mm. I gave you a task of picking mm-hmm. five songs. Yeah, I picked five myself. Mm-hmm. They were hard. Um, yes, it was. Probably more difficult than the others I've done in the past just because I wanted to make sure that I don't know, like I embodied all of what it means to me. Mm. So it took a lot for me to like not go deep, deep, deep down into the archives because I wanted to, but I also didn't know if if I that's not what my spirit wanted to do. So a lot of the right. stuff is like 90s and up, but I, I've, I've been listening to hip hop for a long time. So it was hard Same. not to go like... I literally almost put DJ Quick on my list, and I'll be Quick on the way. Here. I love Quick, but I was like, like, do you? Did he really help your mental health? I mean, <laughs> I mean, in general, he made me happy. Like, he no, had me feeling like a boss, it so yeah. it did help. Yeah, but um, the particular songs that I picked, I think they they taught me more lessons than like how to pimp a bitch. Mm. Shout out to Quick though. And that's a good. That's a good strategy in picking your five. Um, the way I kind of went into it was. The songs that made me not feel alone, mm. right? And kind of like, I felt like I was going on the journey with them mm. in these yeah. particular songs. Yeah. And like, there was one in particular that I felt like I wrote the song. Mm. Okay. Okay. I can see that. Uh, I think the way that you went into it, it definitely had, uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. So I'll, I'll start off first. Um I mean, he doesn't need an introduction, but I'm going to give him one anyways. Um, you know, Tupac Shakur, Kuluminati, mm. All Through Your Body, Blows Like a 12 Day Shoddy. Like, uh, Tupac, I can't say enough about him just because of what, not even just him, but him and the people who came before him in his family. I think that that right. whole, the lineage. that whole unit and lineage just, mm-hmm. it, it, it speaks it speaks something to my black soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also love how he was able to take his pain and and turn it into like, and put it into his passion and then right. turn that into a path in which I can learn how to understand life a little bit better. Excuse me, a little bit better. Um, uh, I started with poetry poetry was like my first love. That right. was like the first time I realized that like, I don't have to keep these feelings in. Like I can put them on paper. Like, I don't have to tell anybody, but I can write them down. Right. And so knowing that Pac got his start with poetry, it just like, it, it solidified right. my love for him. Um, and the first song that we're going to get into is Changes mm-hmm. by Tupac. I think this was one of the songs that made me realize that growing up is not as easy as I thought it would be, or right. it's not as simple as I, I, I it was, it had been portrayed to me. I, this song mm-hmm. makes me wish that I would have like held on to my childhood a little bit longer just because I, my innocence is gone. And, and this song made me realize like, damn, like life is hard and it's some shit right. out here that's going to have you fucked up. But at the end of the day, like that, you know, that's just the way it is. So let's get into it. No changes. Wake up in the morning and I ask myself, is life worth living? Should I blast myself? I'm tired of being poor and even worse, I'm black. My stomach hurts, so I'm looking for a purse to snatch. Cops give a damn about a Negro. Pull a trigger, kill a nigga, he's a hero. Get it back to the kids who the hell cares. One less hungry mouth on the welfare. First ship them, don't let them deal with brothers. Give them guns, step back, watch them kill each other. It's time to fight back, that's 
that's what Huey said. Two shots in the dark. I, I like when music is like timeless. Yes. Um, and that's that comes down to content and the content that still stays relevant. Right. Decades. Later And the way that you relay it I think I feel like Pac had such a good way Of telling a story But making you bop At the same time Right Like the best artists Do that mm-hmm. um, I was having a conversation With somebody And I didn't realize That people don't listen To the lyrics As much right, as right, I right. do I thought that That was a thing I thought that people Wanted to know What the person was saying Was Jay say uh, Do y'all listen to music Or y'all just skim through it Yeah Or, or right. do you guys just like Listen to the beat And mm-hmm. catch on to Every other two words But like Are you really hearing What they saying mm-hmm. Some of my favorite artists Are saying some of the Saddest shit And they don't even People don't even know And they just jamming You know um, And that's okay But It's intriguing to me That like people Don't take the time off To see what they're saying So when mm-hmm. Pac was relaying Like the police brutality, like the way we black people are treated in this country, like right. all that. And then like to see it happen over and over again. Like it's, you know, for us, for me anyways, my generation, like I'm only 27. So Same. I haven't had that many years on this life or yeah. on this earth. Um, so for the people who have been here, you know, since the great depression, damn near, like, or it's like, they've seen it over and over and over again. So after a while, it's kind of like, I love Pac because he was he was in a um, he was having an interview and he was telling the woman like, you know, if we're hungry and we see you eating food, you know, the first time we ask is going to be like, hey, we're hungry. Can we get some food? Mm-hmm. You're not going to open the door. So it's going to be like we need some fucking food. Open the door. And mm-hmm. then if you're still not going to the door, it's like we kicking in the door. We coming and getting your food like and that's kind of like how I feel like we are now in this in this where we are in this place. But I feel like people always feel like that. Right. Like you always feel like there's. You can't lose hope when you when you're dealing with fights that are as big as racism, right? Because right. the minute that you stop feeling like that there will be changes, I feel like you you become defeated by the system in in some sense. So, in the song, I don't. It's like the hook or the chorus. It's a hook. Um, it's the hook or is it the chorus? But he says, um, you know, that's just that's just the way it is, and things will never change. Yeah. I want to believe that they will. Yeah. Um, but. It's hard. Yeah, I've I kind of felt victim to society actually jading me because mm. before I did, I used to feel the same way and be like, you know what, shit's gonna change, and you know, you know, be kind of positive and optimistic about it. But every day we wake up and there's always something else. Yeah, right. So kind of like you're right, it is difficult. I think when we get the it's good that we celebrate the small victories, you know, Facts, like when yeah. we do get the convictions. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, for every two people convicted, there's a 300 people Facts, yeah. who end up dying. Mm-hmm. You know, like we only know the names that we know. There's like yeah, there's plenty more that we do. Thousands of other, yeah. other hashtags, you Facts. know, air quotes like. Um, so as we come into Black History Month, I'm just like I always kind of get like in my feelings because I feel like it. It's an interesting topic and it's a a conversation that has to be had, but I don't feel like a lot of people want to have it. So it does make me feel better to see that there are more people having the conversation. Right. It's just annoying when the conversation only lasts five minutes and then we go back to our lives and then like, and I'm guilty of it. Like, you know, I'm I'm, like, I can't, I can only speak from experience and what I've been through. And I know for a fact, like, you know, I went to one, two protests. Mm-hmm. Didn't go to another one, you know. Right. Um, that doesn't make me a bad person. I think we all play our part in the role, like right, like. At least you showed up, right? But I'm like on this. I feel like my mission has been literally getting people to stop saying the n word if they are not black. I feel like I have been like freaking given that 
it, it, it weighs heavy on my shoulder. This is just like a slight rant because I'm having these conversations more than I want to. Right. Like, and, and you have to technically be around me to even be in my, you have to, I have to be like, I feel like I'm giving my energy to people who, or people who are around me are the ones that are saying it. Mm. Um, and I find myself like having to check them, not check, but just have the conversation. I love a right. good conversation. Like if right. you can, if you can help me understand, if we can come to an understanding or, or not even understanding, but if we can have an open-minded conversation, you can tell me how I feel and I can tell you how I feel and you can understand why I don't right. want you to say something, then that's fine. It's like if you tell people to take their shoes off in your house, but your friend come over and mm-hmm. they refuse to take their shoes off because they, these the ones, I ain't even went nowhere. Like, right. but at the end of the day, it's like, but how do I feel? So if you're right. in my presence, it's just better for you not to say it. So that's a good way to put it. Yeah. That's yeah. been my battle. And I, I get it. Like I completely get it. I have people who are from New York, mm-hmm. literally grew up with nothing but black people, right. like Puerto Ricans, Dominicans. And, and that's just what they say. And I've had to have the conversation with them, but I think it's frustrating for me when it's like, there's no more excuses now. Mm-hmm. We're really grown, yeah. like really super, super grown. Right. So at this point, like if the little white ladies on TikTok can sing a whole little boosie song <laughs> and not say it at all, like at all. And have the self-control. Right. Yeah. There's no reason yeah. for you not it's, to. Yeah. But that right. was my little tangent or whatever. Go off then. Uh, right. Just a little bit. Go just off, a little man. bit. Um, but I want to know what what song you thought of when I the first song that you thought of. Not that there's an order for them, but like. A song that resonated with me, um, more of my battles have been more internal, Mm. right? Battles with self. Mm -hmm. I feel like um, I'm my biggest enemy, my biggest critic. So I'm often harder on myself than I am, you know, towards anything else. Yeah. So I went to Slippin' Mm. by DMX, and that song has carried me since I was a young buck. Yeah. Down and that still stays with me, still stays in rotation. And, you know, God bless the dead. Rest in peace, DMX. Rest in peace to DMX. Um, but I was fortunate enough to kind of see that perform live, which was fucking phenomenal. I know. So happy for you. Right. So I got to see that. I got, I got to, luckily, I've been fortunate enough to see all my favorites live. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember when Slippin' came on and performed live and, you know, just took me back to that little place where. I was kind of having some issues yeah. on, you know, on an internal struggle and then later overcoming it because at the end of the day, like the song is still, you know, going through it. Yeah. But there's still some hope in there. Right. You can hear it. You can hear it. Um, yeah. Let's get into Slipping by DMX. I, I don't know how you I don't know what rock you're living under if you haven't heard Slipping. It's a classic. Like it's a classic. You have to have it has to be on a playlist. There's no there's no other option. His growl helps so much, oh, yeah. so much. I've been mad different faces, like mazes to find my way. And now I know that happy days are not far away. If I'm strong enough, I live long enough to see my kid doing something more constructive with the time than this. I know because I've been there. Now I'm in there. Sit back and look at what it took for me to get there first. This is it for me. The drama with my mama. She got on some flashes, so I split and said that I'ma be that seed that doesn't need much to succeed. Strapped with mad greed and a heart that doesn't bleed. I'm ready for the world, or at least I thought I was. I, I relate to anybody who has any any type of parental struggle like because I deal with it on like both sides of the coin so like when this song dropped I wasn't even having really issues with my mom but like once once I got older it literally it's like you sent it to me maybe like a month or two ago 
And you don't understand. Like, it's crazy how people don't understand the little things that they do and how they have a ripple effect. Because right. for me, um, I needed to hear that at that time. Mm. Like, um, it can be very difficult to go through life feeling like you're alone, especially yeah. when it, the people who are supposed to be by your side, aren't like they, parents, right. aren't there. So yeah. it's like, well, damn, if my mom ain't even fucking here, if my dad ain't even fucking here, then how can I expect to depend on anybody? So this song was like an eye opener to me. Like, it was kind of like telling me, like, you did the right thing as far as like choosing your happiness and choosing, not necessarily your happiness, but choosing your survival. Right. Like, it was low key either, either me or them. And right. I had to choose to do it on my own and yeah. like not need anything. Right. So yeah, I love slipping. Um, That's a good one. I know you said you were in like, so you say like you were in like a dark, not a dark place, but a place of feeling like. Right. I'm feeling alone. Yeah. Right. Feeling alone. And I have no issues with my parents, but I wish I still had like they're alive, but I don't have like a close relationship mm-hmm. with, like, like, like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. They live in Mexico and luckily my mom just came down recently. Yeah. Um, so she's staying out here for the first time in a minute. Yay. And now I, I finally have a room for her. Yeah. So it's like I'm stoked and like I could finally kind of like have a little relationship there. But right. Before, like I didn't have that much of a good relationship with my parents like that. And, so I, and I think it's different, but it's life. It is yeah. life. And I think it's super difficult um, to even attempt to have the start those relationships when you're grown right Bruh, tell me about like, it like because literally if you don't have that close-knit relationship with your parents it feels like you have those like two-minute conversations of the same thing over and over again it's the same thing like how you doing i'm good how you doing i'm right. good like it's not until you start to like you have to become their friend yeah which is crazy like i yeah. literally have to get to know them from scratch and like, that just recently started happening yeah me. like randomly oh i know your i know my mom's favorite color right like it things that you just never thought that would make a difference but um i remember one time my wife was sitting down talking to her mom and Whatever came upon her, she just wanted to share. And so her mom literally just sat there and told us her whole life story. And I had so much envy. Like, my eyes were green as fuck. Right. Because I'm like, wow. Yeah. Like, you got that? I want my mom to write a diary of some shit. Like, like, this is what you've been through? Like, that's that's crazy that you were able to even have the capacity to do that. My wife is 25. It took her 25 years to even know a a little bit of what she knew. So... I was like, well, damn, there's hope. But I feel like there has to be a place to where there's no judgment there. I feel like parents, oh, yeah, of course. Parents, I feel like parents feel like they're being judged all the time. And they are by society. But I, I hope that they get to a place or, or their children get to a place to where they're able to have conversations with no judgment. Right. Like, be honest with me. Like, tell me you fucked up. Like, tell mm-hmm. me you made a mistake right here, you know, so that I don't make that same mistake somewhere else. Right. Um, but it, it's hard to be vulnerable. It's hard to know that, Definitely. especially if you're a parent, it's hard to hear that your best might not have been good enough in that right. particular setting. And no kid wants to tell their parent that. So right. the conversations just never happen. Never happen. Yeah. And then you end up where we, where we are, you know, but, but it's I, up to us to kind of break that generational trauma. It is. It is. It's, do you feel like you're the only one out here breaking generation courses? As far like as, oh my God. <laughs> you get like lonely that. out here in these streets. I feel it. like I'm the only one at some point. It's like, y'all still want to do the same stuff. Right. Like y'all don't want to change. Yeah, or exactly. you guys are saying you're making changes, but I don't, there's like, there's no proof. Not in really that making changes. Yeah. So, no, for real. <laughs> but I definitely feel like um, DMX had a way of giving us everything, and, be, and and I was able to feel it all. Right. Was, I mean, he was dealing with pain since he was seven. seven. Back on the scene at fourteen. First bid at seven. Right. I I can't. 
I did my first bit at like 16. Right. It was like 18 hours, y'all. You feel me? I was I was in the clinker. You feel me? They gave me them sandwiches. <laughs> you feel me? And when you get the sandwiches in jail, everybody know you never get mayonnaise and mustard. You get one or the other. You but and you better hope that your apple good and don't eat that meat. So really, you just left with bread <laughs> and an apple, and that's it. But um, let them know. I can appreciate like that's people right. talking about their struggles because yeah, I've course. I've lived it. You know, I've been yeah. through it, so it it makes it easier for me to kind of relate. Um. The next song that is on my list uh, is actually it's actually Kanye. Ooh, I know, right? Which one? I know. Actually, hold on. Side note. Okay, oh my god, did you hear the game? And Kanye? Yes. Oh, oh, I've been on the rotation on oh, Game and Yay. Co- it's just been repeating like the whole way here. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. what? I loved it. Sorry, little side note. If y'all ever heard that, <laughs> go listen to it. It's real, real good. Um, but I wanted to. Um, Dive into Kanye when it all falls down. Mm. I think he was the that first. That was my introduction. The music video. Okay. On, uh, I think when it came out, one of six in part. I remember coming home and then catching that. That was my first introduction to Ye. Uh, yeah, because is that the vi- no? Wait, is that he had a video where at the end Tracy Ellis Ross and I think it was like somebody else. I don't. I don't think that that that's a different one. That that's a different song. But um, I liked. When it all falls down because he said exactly what everybody might have been thinking or wasn't able to realize, like what was going on as far as like us being brainwashed and us being people in general, like how we're like so materialistic and how, okay, motorcycle, um, and how we're so, you know, materialistic and how we don't realize that like the happiest people yeah. Have the least amount of things yeah. most of the time, anyway. Yeah. Um, but don't get me wrong; like, I'd rather cry in a Ferrari than cry in my broke ass apartment. So <laughs> don't like, don't get it twisted. Like, I, you know. Um, but yeah. So if you don't know, this is All Falls Down by Kanye, it, featuring okay. Selena Johnson. She's pretty dope too. Self-conscious. She has no idea what she's doing in college. That major that she majored and don't make no money. But she won't drop out her parents to look at her funny. Now, tell me that ain't insecure. The concept of school seems so secure. Sophomore, now everybody's like, fuck college. Oh, me too. That's me. Fuck college. And I'm not saying like, fuck college because I don't believe in education. Obviously, you believe in education, obviously but I do. it's still fuck college, right? Right. Because for me, it's like if you're not going to school to be a doctor or a lawyer like somebody who requires extensive amount of like education for me it's just not the path to go yeah, like That's how I I, I, trades they should have taught us trades in schools and they didn't well um. they fucked our educational system <laughs> yeah fucked up I mean I made it You from, I don't know where nothing at on the map but right. I made it like don't ask me where Ireland is I'm a by Finland, I think it's all green. Like you know, I don't fucking know. Um, but Con- I th- he has a, a line where he's like, um, "Even if you're in a bin, this little nigga in a coop." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, he's right." Because once you start looking like the 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 um, the game, the rap game, the mm-hmm. it. It, it's very similar to slavery. Yeah, very definitely. much so. Especially I, with the contracts that were fucking signing. I love Drewski. Mm-hmm. He's funny as shit. Could have been records. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. And I, he was talking to this night. He was like, I think the, I think the dad was like African or something, so he didn't understand English. Uh-huh. And he was like, put your dad on the phone. And he was like, my dad don't speak English. It's all right, put him on the phone. So Drewski gets on the phone. He's like, 
I'm going to take everything your son's got. Like he's going to be in a contract for 50 years. I'm going to have all the royalties. And like, it it really be facts. Like they get stuck in these 360 deals. Like, and most of them don't, most people who go into the music industry don't even know what they got coming. Like Mm -hmm. they're not prepared for the fame. Like, They think that million dollars is there. That's a loan. Yeah. Need you to know that. I didn't know that. You got to pay that back. When they be like, oh, I signed a million dollars. I'm like, oh, they got a million dollars. No, that's a loan. You got to recoup a million yeah, dollars. Yeah. <laughs> TLC told y'all they was broke, yeah. you know? So if you're not doing what you got to do, then you're not going to know where to go. So as far as like this song, I just appreciated him being so honest. Like, yeah, like we really have to stop looking at the materialistic shit. I've never been materialistic. It's just never right. been my thing. I don't know if it's because... I knew that I, I wasn't able to afford it back then. I didn't want to like try to live up to something that I couldn't. Like right. I just was, I just never cared. It's like, if yeah. you're not going to like me for what the fuck I got, then we're not meant to be friends or we're not meant to, you know, I'm run the in the way. same circle. Um, I like nice shit, but even when I'm a millionaire, I don't think that I'm going to buy $3,000 right. Ortega Veneta boots. Like yeah, I, I don't, no. that's, I'm going to go to Target and get the knockoff ones and like make them look good. Like, right. you know, so I don't know. I got my Louis bag from Puerto Rico. Mm. was a nice guy yeah. he's outside yeah. and he looked hot I was like hey I know the pandemic might be hard Let how much for this, how much for this one he was like $30 I was like cool Bet. like I don't care I don't that, right? care like it shit. makes no difference to me um, so so that was that's when I realized like okay me not me not letting society dictate how I'm supposed to live my life mm. that's okay right like I had a conversation with a friend and we were talking about how like everybody wants to think outside the box mm-hmm. so it makes everybody who's still thinking in the box feel bad mm. like having a nine to five is okay guys right like if you want to work for somebody other than yourself and you believe in a company and you want to stay there for your whole entire life do that that is fine mm. like nobody you know but in this generation, it's like LLC entrepreneur. Like that shit's hard, y'all. It's it's so hard to work Especially for yourself. Especially when you don't have the knowledge on how to maneuver in that space. And there's nobody to to tell you to clock in. Right. You know, so they don't teach that shit. Exactly. School. So I I appreciated Kanye for just like for just saying like y'all not doing the right shit. Right. But it was funny to me. He was like he he said he went to Jacob, spent hella money, yeah. but he'd do it again. Do it I'm again. like, uh. Well, shit, it, it worked for him, shit. So, hey, but I, I appreciated him just, just, just saying it, just being right. like, this ain't it, child. Like, you don't have to keep up with the Joneses because right. if you keep doing it, you're not going to end up where you want to be. Like, exactly. Yeah, it took a long time for me to realize, like, I don't have to. I don't think it took long. I've always been the type of person who, like, what's it, what is it, uh, dance to the beat of my own drum? Right. Like, I've never been the type of person that wanted to have uh, people's approval mm. initially. So, it was easy for me to make the transition to just being like, fuck you. I'm going to do me. Like, I don't have to have the best clothes, the best car. Um, all I have to have is like my fucking heart. And that's enough. So yeah. that, that was like confirmation for me. So I appreciated Kanye for that. As far as like from a mental health standpoint, I just, I needed somebody to tell me like, it's okay right. to not have everything everybody have. Cause I didn't, right. like I just didn't. And yeah. it could be hard going to school. You ain't got the latest and greatest, you know? Right. Um, but luckily I, I didn't get bullied. I don't know. I used to beat bitches up. So yeah. they knew better. Um, he said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> I feel um, but you sent over a song that you sent over a couple that I hadn't heard. And I'm grateful. Like That's it, a good feeling. Yes. I, like I love putting somebody on. I love that. Um, you definitely put me on. And I'm internally grateful. I want to get into the second track that uh, that you had. It was Kendrick, right? Mm. 
Kendrick feel. Um, this song, man, I felt like you wrote, like, I felt like I wrote this. Yeah. Like, when this came out, what is it, 2017, I believe, I feel like he's my Gemini twin. <laughs> is he? Yeah. So, I could feel the conflict. Mm-hmm. I could feel the conflict in the person. I could feel, like, the emotion on top of that, right? But what he's saying in that track, like, I, like, 100%, like, that's how I was feeling, right? And yeah. so, the, the song's called Feel, and I feel like it does a good job. I'm saying feel a lot, but it does a great job at going back to the Tupac conversation and making the content um, timeless. Yeah. Right. For Atta- sure. This song can be played for, for forever. Right. Just the way that I'm he did it. I'm not the only one feeling it. At all. Yeah. Right. It's relatable. It makes you feel like, like you said, not alone. That's right. the best thing you can, when somebody relates to you, it's like, it's like, oh, like what? You get it? That's crazy. I'm not by no, myself. I'm not the only one that feels like this. Yeah. When so I first heard that, I was just like, oh, this is me. So if you haven't heard, I'm going to give you a little taste. Um, be sure to check out the whole song, though, because it's definitely one that you you got to turn up all the way and, mm-hmm. and feel the vibes all the way through. All right, let's get into Kendrick Feel. And I love the beat. I love how smooth it is. I feel like a chip with my shoulders. I feel like I'm losing my focus. I feel like I'm losing my patience. I feel like my thoughts in the basement. Feel like I feel like you're miseducated. Feel like I don't want to be bothered. I feel like you may be the problem. I feel like it ain't no tomorrow. Fuck the world. The world is ending. I'm done pretending. And fuck you if you get offended. I feel like friends been overrated. I feel like the family been faking. I feel like the feelings are changing. Feel like my thought of compromise is jaded. Feel like you want to screw and that's how I made it. Feel like I ain't feeling you all. Feel like Removing myself, no feelings involved. I feel for you. I've been in the field for you. It's real for you. Yeah. Right. Shit, I feel yeah. like ain't, ain't nobody praying for me. That part was interesting to me because that's how I feel sometimes. Mm. I love that song. I feel like that sometimes. Actually, a lot of the times, I pray for everybody. Right. Like it's general most and of the time. And you pray for me, so always, always. I feel that. um. I think they work. Yeah. Like I believe they work. I know they work. No, they do. So, but sometimes yeah, they, I do feel like he felt like he was feeling like I feel like nobody prays for me. Yeah. Like I don't know. I just feel like sometimes I'm not on people's minds as much as they're on mine, which is okay. Right. But I've learned to. That's kind of how it's always been. And it's probably how it's going to always be. It may be because I am an empath and I'm always mm-hmm. so willing to like be there. Um, and I don't expect much from people right. or expect that at all, but expect anything. But when you are feeling like, damn, like, or you scroll down Twitter or, or Instagram and it goes, who checked on you today? Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, yeah, nobody, nobody. Right. Yeah. So I can, I can definitely relate to that internal struggle. It's one of the hardest ones to have, um, to just be you in your brain by yourself going, right. Like going in that rabbit hole of like I used to I remember times I'd be so depressed I would just lay there and start from the start from ninety four and go all the way down to present of right. all the bad shit that's yeah. ever happened to me and then it wasn't until I realized you like it's all it is a mind thing like yeah you know, it, it is it's, it's an internal struggle and it's hard to control your mind when you don't even know where to start right yeah There's so much to unpack yeah yeah. Or Seasonal depression was the thing that used to always get me me too me too and- did you go through it this year. Me either. High five. Uh, growth. Yeah, Love it. <laughs> Look, at um, <laughs> Look at us. It tried to get me, though. It tried to get no, me at same, the end. Same, same. It did try to get I'm me at the lie. end. It, it tried to get me. me. Um, luckily, I, I made sure that I surrounded myself with, with people who, and sometimes even when you do that, don't work because you can be in a room full of people and still feel alone. 
God bless my son. Cause yeah. seeing him just like automatically just take, takes it me just out, snaps of you out of it. anything. Like, yeah. I'm just like, let's go, baby. Let's yeah. Go. <laughs> yeah. The smile on the cheeks does it every time. Yeah. Um, for Same me, it's my case. wife. Luckily I have somebody who can, you know, who can like center me and bring me back. But right. anybody who goes through anything no, or, or deals with like depression or in any form, you know that at the end of the day, it has to be you. Right. Like, it doesn't matter who talks to you, who tells you that, you know, they love you. It's like kind of like a self-love thing. Like, you could tell me that I'm I'm a wonderful person every day, but if I don't feel it, it don't matter. Right. Like, um, but the seeds that are planted, they do bloom. Yeah, it just do. takes time. Yeah. And sometimes people don't realize that. So don't give up on your friends, guys. Yeah. If you check up on your yeah, strong friends, check up because we are hurting and your funny friends, the funny friends the most, honestly, I feel like the funniest people have done how dealt, have dealt with the worst shit. My oh, favorite comedians 100%. have gone through so much shit. And it's like a lot of us use humor as a way to cope 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 and kind of like compartmentalize the pain right if right. i make it funny then it won't hurt as much right. black people been doing that their whole lives oh, i facts. feel like for yeah. like i mean everybody does it but i feel like yeah. don't nobody do it like black people like <laughs> we have a way of just making everything that hurt seem so funny, so funny and, it's, and yeah. it's, it's definitely not but since you can relate you laugh yeah so that's um i like that one i liked phil and i hadn't heard it before you sent it to me so that was a I, surprise to me is it yeah, I, I'm not a huge Kendrick fan. Oh, okay. I, I, I didn't and I, it's not that I don't like him. Um, right. Maddie's a huge Kendrick fan, yeah. so I said that one day, and she was like, what? "She my Gemini twin too." She was like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah." And I didn't know much about Kendrick, and I was trying to tell her about her favorite artist. She was like, "Hold on, <laughs> let me let you know who he is and what he's about." And I was like, "Okay, sis, so my bad. Right. Like, I didn't mean it." Um, so, so I, I appreciate Kendrick for for his vulnerability right. and for him and him and J Cole. Mm. I like her. They're like, I'm not the, I'm not the hoodest dude. I'm not like, you know, I'm not out here slinging Mm -hmm. uh, nobody's drugs or anything, but I have friends who do. Right. (laughs) And I'm still from the struggle. Right. And I'm still able to, and that's a struggle in itself, taking a different path. That's hard to choose. Like, okay, I'm not going to do what everybody else doing. I'm going to try this out. Cause it's easy just to go on the corner and fucking slang some shit. It sure is. I'm just kidding. It's not that easy, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> They're like, is it? Well, Bella said. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so my next song has a lot to do with well, drugs. Look there at that, go. right on cue. Wow. Um, Everything comes back. To it, drug does, it does. It does. So it does it very does. much. So, um, but it's Mozzie. It's Mozzie. Ooh, okay. Love Mozzie. There was a lot Me of too. songs to choose from, but. I needed one that was going to like tell my story. And I just like, I swear he wrote this song. I wrote this. I wrote this. Mm. Like, there's no way that he didn't come into my brain and like take it. But they say that your thoughts are never just your own. Like every mm. thought you've thought somebody else That's has thought. thought. Yeah. Said that 10 times. Um, <laughs> but you know, and so when I, when I did mm. hear, and I've all, I loved Blast. When I found Blast, mm. I was like, he's dope. Yeah. He don't look like how he sounds. He, yeah, that's right. He doesn't look how he sounds. Right. He doesn't. But he still sounds good. Yeah. Um, so him and Mozzie have a track called I Ain't Perfect. Mm. And um, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but like Lean has gotten so big. Mm. Like it started in Houston. Cool documentary on Vice about Lean. Check Rest it out. in peace, DJ Screw. Yes. I appreciate that. Um, but it started in Houston and it just took off. And it's literally liquid heroin. But it's cool though, right? Because if you got a double cup, you cool. Like it's... Future made it really Yeah. Cool. It was Future. It was Mozzie. It was, it was, um, 
Gucci. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was a few of the guys who made it super popular to have. And I remember Mozzie saying, "Oh, I'm a kick." He had the whole kick the cup campaign. He was saying mm-hmm. he was going to quit, and then he ended up right. like you know right. drinking it again. And so I think this song was his way of saying like like this. Like I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still a human, and I can appreciate this. So this whole first verse is like my line or my life. Except for the million dollars part, because y'all, you from me, y'all know, <laughs> on a budget. But yeah, let's get into it. Uh, I ain't perfect by Mozzie and featuring Blast. Mm. It's my addiction, though. Yeah. Let me tell you about the pain and I'm broken homes. Let me tell you about the flesh wounds and broken bones. Let me tell you about the absence of a rolling stone. Mama said he wanna lead and let that nigga go. Shout out SSI, cause them the checks that we've been living on. Fuck the IRS, that half a ticket that they hit me for, I'm sipping slow. Told the road I quit, it's hard to kick it though. At least I don't promote it on the gram, this my addiction though. And I'm the pain that I'll be going through. Who are you to judge? I miss you, Brenda Usher, without you. I feel like I, I definitely found quick ways to cope with like whatever it was I was going through at the time and um you know his vice was lean but my vice has always been weed like yeah. I love me I love me some marijuana me too. um however it is a drug like as much as I want to say it's a medicine and it's a plant and it's just abused well, anything, any anything, right. you know, that you do too much can be a, a be right. a problem. But at the end of the day, if like I remember being like sixteen, like scraping up all our quarters to take it to the weed man to be yeah. like, here's seventy three cents and four dollars. <laughs> like I couldn't give you the other the other dollar because I need that for a swisher. So here's four dollars and seventy three cents. What can I get? Like a that's some nut. knock stuff. Yeah, that is. Like yeah, that let's is. be honest. Yeah. I went to Puerto Rico for a week. The first two days, I had an attitude. It wasn't like it, I'm not like saying like it's it's not heroin or anything like that, right? But right. it still it alters. It definitely alters your your emotion yeah. or or how you feel yeah. and. At some point, I do know for a fact that I was using weed to to keep cloudy. Like, I didn't want to have to feel all the shit that I was feeling. So if I get mm-hmm. high, I'm just high and I don't feel it. So just because, like, you know, I'm not shooting something up and I'm rolling it up, at the end of the day, I am using something to cope with, like, what I go through. Mm-hmm. Um, but were you doing the work to heal that part of you? Not originally. Okay. I didn't start working on my, literally, I didn't start, like, healing until COVID hit. Okay. Um, 2020 was the year that I, I was stuck in the house, which is right. me and my thoughts. That shit was mad, like mad yeah. wild. Like I had no choice but to, to, to work on myself. Like, you know, I'm like, well, shit, I can't see a therapist. Kanye say we don't, what do you say? We don't um, negotiate with therapists. So I couldn't see one at the time because um, it's COVID. So all I had was myself and I had to figure out what I wanted to be better and how I wanted to be better. Um, and it was hard to get weed during COVID. Weed men, they wasn't coming. They wasn't coming like I needed That's them true. to. Um, true. I don't even think the shops was open. I was getting it, but I wasn't. I was getting like, more liquor than I was weed at that time. Yeah. And I, I, I stopped drinking when I was younger. I, I'd been drinking for locos. That's probably what the fuck You're wrong savage. with me. That's what, <laughs> like, I remember being 16, like pulling up to the liquor store, like, let me get a four loco. And I spit it with my cousin. We drunk all night. But um, liquor was never really my thing. Uh, it, it hurt. That shit hurt. Like I'm not, if it hurt, I don't want to do it. So like I would get like horrible hangovers. And so weed was kind of what, what did it for me. Um, and I, I, I realized that what I was doing, like I realized that I was using weed to, to numb the pain 
instead of dealing with the shit. Right. So now that I'm actually doing the work, I can truly say that at this point, I'm just smoking because I like it. My girl says that I'm a better person when I'm high. Same. Like, I'm a completely <laughs> different person. Very different. I'm very agitated when I'm not high. Same. And I feel like I, <laughs> I'm, I'm so close-minded. Like, when I'm high, I don't know why, but I, I, when I'm not high, I'm, I'm more close-minded. I used to get high for everything. I go to school high, you get high grades. Like, that's just how it works. So, <laughs> so I spent most Respect. of my life, like, smoking weed in it. <laughs> It wasn't until I went to Puerto Rico or like if I was on probation, then of course I can't smoke. But I was still smoking. You right. I, heard, I heard thugging it with my cranberry juice. Um, but like being away from weed for like four days, it was like five days and just having to sit with what I had like to figure out if I was good. I went to Puerto Rico in 2021. So mm-hmm. that was when I realized not I wasn't high. I was completely sober. And that mm-hmm. was when I realized, oh, shit, bitch, like you doing the work like. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't intentional that I wasn't smoking. It was just, it just happened that way. I didn't want to, I didn't want to fly with no weed and get caught. So I'm right. like, I'm just not going, I'm just not going to have it. And at that point it was when I realized like, okay, maybe you don't always have to be high. Like, but then now I'm always high. So who knows? Like, just like Marty said, I'm not perfect. Like I'm human. <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out, but I can appreciate somebody saying like, it is an addiction. Mm-hmm. It's an addiction when I have a budget. Like I have a weed budget. Yeah, like when I get my, when I get paid on Friday, a chunk is going to come out specifically for weed. That's what I was doing too, but I'm not addicted like that. So like I've, I've gotten to the point where now I only smoke on like weekends. Mm, okay. So, so now like Monday through Friday before Friday night, like I'm chilling. I'm, you know, I've, I've. I've done the work to the point where I don't have to rely on it mm. for any coping yeah. mechanisms. So now it's just for enjoyment, relaxation, more medicinal, right? Whereas before I was, you know, kind of abusing a, yeah. a little bit more, you know, on an everyday basis. Yeah, I agree. I definitely don't smoke a lot. I used to. It used to be like breakfast, lunch, and oh, dinner, yeah. and then like midnight snack. Yeah. Now it's just like, I, I use a pen. I don't smoke as much weed as I used to. Now I'm like, I'm more of a, like, a, I use my pen a lot. Mm-hmm. But now I don't know if I'm high all the time or what. Like, it's hard to gauge because it's a different high. Like, if I hit a blunt, if I hit a blunt, I'm like, I'm high. But with the pen, I'm like, am I high? Yeah. Like, am I? Right. I think I am. (laughs) You know, like, you don't really know. Um, So so that that song spoke to me. I liked him saying, like, you know, I'm not perfect. Like, I'm doing the best that I can. But at the end of the day, I'm going to hold myself accountable when I need to. So it was nice to hear somebody say that. And I was able to relate to that. At least you do that. Yeah. A lot of people don't. It's hard to have those conversations, though. Mm-hmm. Like to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, get it together. Yeah. Like you're, you know better. Yep. Well, not that you know better, but like just to have enough dedication to yourself to be better. Mm-hmm. Um, I look at it as if like if I'm not, if I'm not giving myself what I'm supposed to, then it's like a, it's like a disrespect thing. It's like I'm disrespecting myself at that point because mm-hmm. it's like I'm allowing things to take place that. I know I shouldn't be allowing, whether right. that's like not eating good or being around bad energy, whatever the case may be. It's like, I have to take accountability for that too. Like, yeah, they might have a shitty ass attitude, but I don't have to stay in that environment. Right. Thing. So I don't know. It was really cool to to come to that realization. And especially when Mozzie did it for me, I'm like, well, okay. Right. All right. M-O-Z-Z-Y. <laughs> Side note, I'm, I will never get used to white women walking their dogs in Oak Park mm. or mm-hmm. jogging. At dark, like, yeah, I'm not gonna get used to that ever. I mean, we're recording right now in Oak Park. We are, we are, and so that's why I mentioned it on the drive here. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, look at those white women jogging. It's good to jog, guys. If you are Caucasian, I love you. <laughs> you know, I support you guys. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I want to get into this song. The song that this next one is 
it's heavy, but it's necessary. Um, it's definitely a conversation starter. Mm. Um, was it one of mine or one of yours? It is one of yours. Okay. It's your biggie one. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Tell the people, tell the people. All right. This is, uh, I picked suicidal thoughts, biggie. Um, you know, when you first asked me at the beginning when I fell in love with hip hop, it was with biggie. Yeah. It was un- unbelievable. Mm. Die, right? Yeah. So biggie always kind of had a soft space in my life. Yeah. Right. And when I was, you know, I'm a quote Kendrick. We're all just a bunch of suicidal kids telling other suicidal kids that suicide isn't the answer. And there was a point in time when, yeah, I was suicidal to a point. Yeah. You know, and it's like a mental health thing. And yeah. I'm sure you could. Oh, same. Yeah, they know. That. The people know. I right. try to you off myself a couple the, times. Yeah, right. It didn't work, y'all. So when I heard this, I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah, this has to be the one. Okay. So and and I. I mentioned this earlier. I heard this, but I had never heard the song all the way through. Um, and I like that you can hear his homie in the background, like telling, like, yeah, like, Puff is on the phone. With yeah, him. trying to like um, you know coach him through down, it. And right. so that that was interesting to me. So okay, so let's get into "Suicidal Thoughts" by the Notorious B.I.G. When I die, fuck it, I wanna go to hell Cause I'm a piece of shit, it ain't hard to fucking tell It don't make sense going to heaven with the goody goodies Dressed in white, I like black Tims and black hoodies Gotta probably have me on some real strict shit No sleeping all day, no getting my dick lick Hanging with the goody goodies, lounging in paradise Fuck that shit, I wanna take guns and shoot dice All my life I've been considered as the worst Lying to my mother, even stealing out a purse Crime after crime, from drugs to extortion I know my mother wish she got a fucking abortion She don't even love Some me like heavy. she did heavy. And, and I'm sorry mom for stealing out your purse sorry <laughs> Right? <laughs> um, I... I think it's hard for a lot of people to talk about like um, suicidal thoughts or suicide in general. I think it's even harder for men to talk about it because yeah, society like paints you guys as you guys have to be. That fucking sucks. I was like yeah, watching something and I was like, damn, men go through shit. And that fucked up. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, damn, they go through things too. That's crazy. Um, but so I appreciate you for being vulnerable enough to even be able to, to share that because you you literally don't know how many men are listening. Actually, almost almost more men listen to my podcast than women do. It's like forty one percent or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I love that. Yeah, I love that so much because I mean I didn't I didn't necessarily know who I would be talking to, but I knew that somebody needed to hear it. And so yeah. to hear to know that there are men who are hearing me say like it's okay. Um, and they're saying like, you know, they, 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 because of me or because of the platform that I've created, they understand that it's okay to not to be okay. Right. And, and, and that's the hardest part. And I commend you for that because that's how you get those male listenerships when you talk about mental health and connected to something they could relate to. Yeah. Like the music. Yeah. Right. And it's necessary. So that's why I'm just like, I love what you're doing there. Thank you. Thank you. This song reminded me a lot of, um, Cuddy's really dark stuff. Yeah. I almost had Cuddy, I almost, I almost do a Cuddy song on here, but, um, I don't know. I don't know. Something was like, not yet. Mm. So I didn't do it yet. Right. But th- this reminded me of one of Cuddy's hits. that was like really, literally just like this, if mm-hmm. not worse. He was literally right. describing how he was going to do it. And, um, it's, I don't, I'm an open book. So I don't mind having the conversation with people. Um, and it's just interesting when, 
So I went on a suicide walk with Mahdi, shout out to Mahdi, um, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, pre- pre-COVID. Right. And they had these necklaces and the, every necklace had a different color. Mm-hmm. And so I had never been to anything like that before in my life. And so right. you pick the color. So certain colors, like you've tried, you know, someone who's tried, you know, someone who has passed type thing. So I'm, let's say it was green. I'm wearing my green necklace and I'm walking and I turn around and I see another girl with a green necklace on. And now we're just fucking crying, walking down the street because I'm just like, you're here. Yeah, you're like, you know, it felt so good to hear somebody like, tell me that they understood. Right. Um, and you don't get that a lot. I'm 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 so happy that this conversation about mental health is happening so much more now yeah. because I can't tell you how many people grown like like 40, 50 year old people who are like hitting me like, damn, that was depression. Right. Like, but my parents would never let me would never tell me that that's what that was, you know, right. or you shake it off like the feelings that you feel are not valid. And, and they definitely are. So I think if you are feeling alone or if you are feeling at a place where you think that suicide is the best option for you? I, I would reevaluate. Yeah, I would just. There's I would a hotline. I called the hotline. Did you? Yeah. I didn't. No, I, I didn't. The hotline. Did they help? Yeah. That's good. I got to speak to somebody. They have it through text now too, so it's so you don't have to just call. They actually are. Oh my god, a law just got passed where oh my god, they're gonna have a number like nine one one, but it's like. Suicide They're making hotline. it shorter. Mm-hmm. So oh, it'd be good. like 899 or something like that. Yeah, that's and good. You can call that number mm-hmm. um, to make it easier to remember because that hotline number is not easy. No, like, it's not. It's, I can remember it right like, now. Even Logic came out with a song and I sure still did. don't remember it. I'm like, can y'all do like the people in the um in the commercial where they tired of words or something, but they probably don't want to 188 suicide. Like they probably right. like, uh, yeah. maybe not. That doesn't sound too good. So I get it. But um, it's definitely a, a conversation that is near and dear to my heart because I know people who have attempted, who are still dealing with depression, mm-hmm. who still have suicidal thoughts. So right. it's very hard to know what to say. And that's OK. Like mm-hmm. you literally don't have to say anything. Sometimes yeah. they just need you to sit there um, and listen and listen, yeah. you know. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I think that was a, a good song. Yeah, definitely. I felt like that was something that we needed to kind of speak about, because like you said, you know, as men, as we grow up, we're, you know, told to kind of just maintain this shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're, you're a grown ass man. Why are you crying? Just hold right? it all in. Just hold it all yeah, in. But that's just, nah, that don't work. There, man. We that's don't outdated. cry over here. Yeah, it is. It's you gotta very cry, much so. man. Go ahead and let it out. Let And actually, I, I feel like it's, it's, I respect people. I can respect you more if you're not even necessarily respect because it's not like I don't respect you if you're not able to be open with your feelings. But I think I can connect to somebody more. Right. Once. It just makes anytime anybody cries in my presence, I'm just like, damn, like, I thank you mm-hmm. for allowing me to be in a space where you felt most vulnerable and you right. were able to just like let that out. Like, uh-huh. I think it's so cool when I have like guests or people come to the podcast and like afterward, they're just like, damn, like that felt like therapy. Yeah. I'm like, thank you because it felt like therapy to me too every time yeah. I run it back. You're like, a safe space. Yeah. Right. And, I don't know. It just it it makes me grateful for for what I am doing. Um, but to kick it into a different gear, um, quick story. So COVID happened. Boom! I was a teacher. I said fuck that. I'm quitting. Then I quit. <laughs> and then I didn't have no job. And I was like fuck. And then they wouldn't give me unemployment. I was like fuck fuck. So I was like fuck. I gotta go to Amazon. So I went to Amazon. I hated Amazon. And I was there for like 32 days. Yeah, 
yeah, 28, like 28 days. But as I was there, the stimulus checks rolled in and I was scrolling on Instagram and this girl was like, I can show you how to flip 1200. So I was like, eh, why not? So I started the eyelash business. Okay. It was called Base Lashes. It was very, very successful. Super cool. Hated that shit. Social media turned into a job. Didn't like it. Wasn't for me. I was like, I got to go. Yeah. So it was cool, really cool that I went out on a high note. Most people who leave businesses or in businesses, they end it because financial reasons or they just don't have the capabilities to do it anymore. Like I, it, it was going good. I just didn't love it. And I'm not going to spend my time doing shit that I don't love. But right. before I started my business, um, I would just be at Amazon listening to music and I was listening to Nipsey. Mm. I was listening to Victory Lap and um, Dedication came on. Ooh. And rest this, in peace, this, Rest in peace to Nipsey. You know, I'd be commenting on his Instagram posts yeah. and people be liking them. I'd be like, yeah, we still here. Yeah, we still here. I hope you see this. I hope you scroll in heaven. Like, I really do. <laughs> um, probably got better things to do. They probably got Instagram on like a big ass uh, 50 inch. Easy. Yeah. Um, but, but I loved what this song did for me. I'll go into a little bit more detail, but I want to, I want to get into the cut. But. So this is the dedication featuring Kendrick by Nipsey Hussle. Mm. This album's classic. The whole thing. Look, my nigga, this is dedication. This is anti-hesitation. This is a real nigga celebration. It's a dime block declaration. 59th and 5th at Granny House with vanilla wafers. It's the remedy to separation. Tupac of my generation. Blue pill in the fucking matrix. Red rose in the great this baby. particular Young black nigga bar. trapped and he can't change it. No, he a genius, he just can't claim it. Cause they left him no platform to explain it. Frustrated, so we get faded. Like deep down inside, he know you can't fade him. How long should I stay dedicated? How long till opportunity meet preparation? I need some I think reparations. Oh, it was just hearing somebody say, like, like, I know that the system is fucked up. Like, I know that you have all the odds against you. And I understand that, you know, we're playing Monopoly, but mm-hmm. half of the fucking property is gone mm-hmm. and you have to figure the rest out. Um, I just appreciate him saying, like, dreams are fucking possible. Yeah. And for somebody like me coming from where I come from, I didn't have a lot of people telling me that I could do it. Right. And that weighed heavy on me. So right. I feel like if you have, if anybody listening, if you guys have, um, People around you, whether they're older or younger, like you have to speak life into your people. Right. Because if you don't, and, and you do the opposite, like that shit stays with us. Like everybody remembers that one teacher that told them that they couldn't make it. Like, right. you know, or that one teacher that didn't have the best outlook on on who they could be. And for me, it was like my family wasn't the ones that were saying you can do it. It was always like random ass strangers. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I didn't when they, when this song hit, Nipsey wasn't a stranger to me. Um, I had been listening to Nipsey for a while by then, but that was the first time I said, like, fuck, I can do like I can do whatever whatever I want to do. Right. Like whatever I set my mind to, you like as long as I have dedication, hard work, Plus and patience, patience. Yeah. like it can happen. And it fucking did. Like I yeah. watched it. Like I watched myself start a business with twelve hundred dollars. Yeah. Like before my business, I already met I already like quadrupled that number. Like right. to I was flipping shit and it wasn't dope. And that was so cool to me. Right. So like listening to him, that whole album just gave me so much motivation to oh, be same. like, if I can do, if I can do this, like right. this, mm-hmm. 
I can do so much more. And even though like that business wasn't, wasn't my end all be all, I learned so much. Like I learned how to incorporate an LLC. I learned how to do taxes. I learned how to build business credit. Like right. I learned shit that people would pay for. Right. Um, so <laughs> I mean, look out for the ebook. It'll be coming out probably like, you know, <laughs> in about another year, I'm still working on it, but I, I got, Let I got know. gems. Okay. I got like, there's, there's things sure. that people don't even realize there's so much money out here. And yeah. I think we spend a lot of time not realizing it that we have to believe in ourselves first. That's the hardest thing. That's one of the biggest in, like internal struggles you can have is just having that belief in yourself. I love seeing a passionate ass artist. Like one of the hardest things to do is to like do something different as far as like dancer or like going to the music industry. Like that's hard when everybody else is doing everything else and you sleeping on couches and you broken shit. Like, right. and the only thing that's keeping you going is your passion. Like mm-hmm. that's something to be admired because for a lot of us, we don't really have that. If we're just, if we don't know what our passion in life is, we're just kind of out here wandering. Right. Um, and so I admired that like Nipsey knew what he wanted and he went and got it and he, he came back. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. He came back mm-hmm. and he told us all, if I can do it, you can do it. So right. his death hurt hard. Like it hit hard. Yeah. That um, was a tough one. Yeah. I definitely shed some tears when I found out it was definitely, um, one of the, one of, uh, it's a couple, when Robin Williams passed away, oh, I, I cried <laughs> and then Nipsey. Too. So, I mean, I'm not like a huge, like celebrity follower or whatever you want to call it, but, but there are people who find a way to touch me and he, and he was one of them. So that song changed my life. That song taught me to like believe in myself and know that I can do whatever I want to do. Right. And so to just be able to look back and be like, damn, like he was right and I'm doing it and I'm going to continue doing it because I can't. So right. And man, just like you I have to reiterate what you said, because when that album dropped and that song came on, that was one of my best years and doing what I was doing. I was out here shaking, baking. Yeah. Making some good moves. I was out here with that. And that, that song was the soundtrack to that. Yeah. That's not just a song, but the whole album. Yeah. It was like, an anthem. It was an anthem yeah. for that, that whole year. Right. And so I feel you. That one hurt. And uh, today's uh, Mac Miller's birthday. So rest in peace, it Mac. Sure is. That rest one was, peace to Mac Miller. That one was hard, too. That one was hard, too. You know, it was even harder for the Mac Miller one for me is um, I learned so much about him after he passed. Mm. Like, I, I really got into his music after the fact. Uh, right. His tiny desk. Right. The tiny desk. Nova loves his tiny desk. Like, what? Yeah. Like, it was amazing. So if you guys haven't checked that, I'll definitely do that. He, he almost um, made my list today. Yeah, he was almost on mine too, but I, I was just like, let me let me go with some of my heart. Right. <laughs> um, so next up, we do have another cut from you. Uh, Which one was it? I believe it's Eminem. Oh no, apologies. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love the writing on this. He's my favorite white guy. I love the writing. His pen was so sharp. Yeah. And this was after like disappearing from Encore. Uh huh. We got this random ass fucking. He had a album. lot to say, I think, at that at and this point. That when I heard that's the only song I go back to out of, out of that album, but. That one stayed with me for so long, and I appreciated the pen, yeah. the cadence, the flow, the emotion, and I just I related to it. It was so it was so good. I feel the same. I um once I got to like towards the second verse is when I really started like um like zoning like zoning in to like mm-hmm. what he was saying. Um, right. but but if you haven't heard it, I'm gonna go ahead and give you a little snippet or whatever of um, Eminem. No apologies. In my mind, I'm a fighter. My heart's a lighter. My soul is the fluid. My flow sparks it right up. An arsenic writer. Author with arthritis. Carpal tunnel. Marshall with starshititis. Hard-headed and hot-headed. Bull-headed and pig-headed. 
dick headed a prick A big headache, I'm sick Quick with it for every lyric Spit it, there are six critics Who wait for me to slip with it So quick, it's dynamite stick Parry the wick Wordplay on that It's ridiculous I don't know, I feel like if you If you don't hear If you don't listen, you're missing all yeah. It reminds me of um I mean he comes from Detroit so so he already has that like hunger that so hunger and that yeah. internal it's hard out there yeah. in the D, you know. So yeah. cold in the, the D. D. Yeah. And, and that's my song. Yeah. Um but but I appreciated Marshall for this. He has a couple of them that that really Old uh, Marshall's good. Yeah. Old Marshall's good. Especially when there was like the hunger, like you said. Yeah, like, he still had the fight. He still had the, the fight, fight in him. Yeah. I think when he had, when he feels like he has to prove himself, is when he does his best work, in my opinion. Right. Um, it's this cadence and the slow flow that yeah. that I am a fan of. I think know? it allows you to catch more things than you would in the because you know Eminem's known for like rapping hell right. And so to hear him slow it down and really like it was like there Take was there was back. a meaning right. behind that. I yeah. feel like he wanted us to really hear what he had to say. So. I was like, okay, no apologies. I yeah. can take that. I like yeah, that. I, I fucked with that and just, you know, just being authentic with you. Yeah. You and, know, and and not unapologetic. And not giving a fuck about what anybody has to say about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what that was my pick. I um I have one song left and this one, I don't think it needs an introduction at all, like whatsoever. Um I'm just gonna get into it and you guys better fucking know what song this is. Mm. Oh yeah. Uh, it was all, all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Salt and pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rapper track, Mr. Magic Molly Mall. I let my tape rock till my tape pop. Smoking weed and bamboo, sipping on private stock. Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack with the hat to match. Remember rapping Duke? The hard, the hard. You never thought that hip hop would take it this far. Now I'm in the limelight because I rhyme tight. Time to get paid, blow up like the world trade. This is a song that is played at all the celebrations. Like, you have to play this when you're celebrating. Yes. Um, and for me, he mentioned like, birthdays was the worst days. Now we ship champagne because we thirsty. Damn right, I love the life I live because I went from negative to positive, and it's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, I often reflect on my past and the shit that I've done. Like I done some, I done done some wild ass shit, and yeah. like, um, and when, in the Mozzie song, you talked about like beating cases and shit. I didn't even understand how I was even not in jail. I remember right. my first time going to court. I thought it was gonna be like Law and Order, and like I walk <laughs> I in know. and yeah, and I like I'm ready to like testify and be like it wasn't me. <laughs> And Objection. The, the, the DA, the, the what, the, the uh, DA just like tapped me and was like, "Say yes," and I was like, "Yes," and then it was over. And I was like, "Okay, that's not like the movies." But um, I, I love this song because it was like a fuck you to everybody who said that he couldn't make it, and that's how I was feeling. Like it, there was a point in my life where I'm just like, "Fuck all y'all!" Like I'm gonna do this shit and I'm gonna do it good, or even just like looking back and like. All the shit that I like, I have my own apartment. Like to some people, that's like people are like I want a mansion. I dream of a house. Like I, I live in the present. Like I, I, I obviously I do want a gorgeous home, you know, and I have goals and dreams. But for the most part, like I live, I live in the present. Um, dope artist named Lady London, she said something about anxiety and how anxiety is just you living in the future. In the future, right? So if you stay in the present, then you won't have anxiety, and so. Hearing Juicy always makes me feel like, 
like I'm gonna get there. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna get there, and then when I get there, I'm able to. And and I've gotten there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's always places to get hired to. But I love how that song can make me look back and be like, like damn, yeah. it used to be roaches in the apple jacks we eat at home. Yeah. Like you know, and like now I'm in a roach in sight. Like yeah. the fact that I can go into my fridge and pick what I want is like that. That's that, a blessing. Yes, and it makes me realize like damn, like I I've accomplished many things in my life. So mm-hmm. it's important to like celebrate. Definitely. Even the small wins. So that's what Juicy does for me. Anytime I hear it, I'm just like, I instantly feel good. Like I instantly feel like I've done something. Like I have accomplished something. And that's, I love how he can make you feel, how he made me feel like that. Cause I feel like a lot of times we do feel like we're not doing enough or my friend just got this Tesla and I haven't got like it. Comparison is like the worst thing you can do. But at the same time, it is necessary sometimes because when my friends bought their first house, I was like, Oh shit, let me get on my grind or how'd you do it or put me on, help me out. So at some point it is necessary to compare yourself, but not to the point to where it's detrimental to your mental health. Right. So it's gotta be a healthy comparison yeah, to Yeah. So I wanted to end my my five songs with the with the most with the song that with the hip hop song or the rap song that did the most for my mental health mm. positively. And that that has to be yeah. Juicy by Biggie. So that's why I picked that's that. That's so one. funny how we ended on the uh the opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Because um that's my approach on the last song. I got Tupac, you got Biggie. Yeah, that's interesting, huh? Right. I didn't think that that would happen, but it did. Yeah. It did. Yeah. Um and the one that you picked is like classic. It's Keep Your Head Up by Tupac. Yeah. This one gave a lot of hope too. Yeah. I feel like this is one of the ones where it was like you had no choice but to listen. It's the equivalent. If this was a versus and you were Biggie and I was Pac, I would play it. That's yeah. exactly what you would play after that. Um, Unless you put changes, but no, I'd I would probably did like I would have probably did like California Love if you were going to do Juicy. Because I feel like Juicy, okay. Juicy gives me like boom, boom. I'm dancing, y'all. But Juicy gives me like <laughs> it gives me like bop, and then so does California Love. Like the lyrics aren't the 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 content of the songs are completely different, but the vibe that they give me that's where that's where I come from. Okay. But I like Keep Your Head Up, but I don't know if it it was super conscious rap. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. But anywho, um, this Keep Your Head Up by Tupac. Okay. Listen, guys, because he was he was saying some shit. To these women oh. after calling them bitches and hoes. <laughs> it's called balance. <laughs> it's called balance. It's I'm called like, balance. You done told them you get around, not a queens. Okay, yeah, Tupac. Yeah. Um, He's a Gemini too. But yeah, this was one of the ones. Yeah, it just it just makes me feel better. You know, it just makes me feel better. Um, I just appreciate him just calling everybody out, like. Yeah. Like, I need y'all to see that the shit that y'all doing ain't right. And for me, I relate to it a lot because I do come from most of my family was on welfare. Like, right. Mozzie mentioned now, shout mm-hmm. out to SSI because the checks we've been eating on. Facts. Right. Like, I didn't see my parent 
get up and go to work every day. I saw right. her go to the mailbox on the first. Right. Like that's what I saw. And right. so to, to see that and, and to see that and then a, it was like everything that I didn't want to be, mm-hmm. you know? And so like, I didn't want to have a child by somebody random who didn't take care of it. Like I didn't, there was things right. like, I never saw people. I just seen people who I didn't want to be like, mm-hmm. I didn't see people that I wanted to be like, like I didn't grow up and say, Oh, I'm going to be just like my auntie TT. Like, no, it's going right. to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be nothing like her. Right. And so that's kind of how like I, I went through my life, but keep your head up. Definitely made a lot of people, um, have hope. He was yeah. good at that. Yeah, that was that was my that was my giant. Yeah, you know, every time I was feeling down, every time I like, you know, even on the whip when I'm having an off day. Yeah, you know, it's that ooh child. Things are gonna get easier. <laughs> what what song? What movie is that? Oh, things are gonna get better. Is it when Ricky died? Ricky. It's not when Ricky died. Oh, I'm no, so bad at movie, y'all. What, it wasn't Ricky. What movie was that? Um, are you thinking about Freedom Riders? No, it was it was older than Freedom Riders. Well, I'm gonna get back to y'all. There was a movie, and and the original that the ooh child the, was it when um Baby G died? No, not that's my movie though. No, not on Hardball. No, dang. It, whatever part it was, it was sad as shit. And somebody was dying. I remember, but anyways. <laughs> But um, but yeah, keep your head up is yeah. definitely Janae did a cover to this. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. I, I appreciated her for that. That was pretty dope. Yeah, was um, but, but I appreciate you for ending it with with Pac. Yeah, um, seeing as I started it with, so right, that was pretty cool. All yeah. Right, yeah, that wasn't even planned, guys. I swear. No. Um, but yeah, overall, I definitely feel like each and every song that we discussed today played a instrumental part mm-hmm. in the way we are. And mm-hmm. if you take nothing from today's episode, um, I want you to know that you're not alone. Yeah, especially definitely. if you're listening to this podcast. There's definitely. no way. Like, how can you be? Like, it's me. It's us, guys. Like, I'm here. So um, raw message. And I just want you guys to know that there are people out there who can relate to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do have to go look for them. Okay. Right. Like, some of them are, are, are they're not going to um, be under your nose. Sometimes you have to Take the time to be vulnerable. Right. I'm not saying go cry on Instagram because that's whack. Yeah, no, don't do that. Y'all heard crying on Instagram. That's whack. No, don't do that. Dry your eyes and then come on. Puffy <laughs> eyes is okay. Red face, red, no, that's fine. But you <laughs> Yeah. I ain't judging you. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shedding tears ain't on Instagram. That probably ain't it. Yeah. Maybe like take a picture of like your pillow being wet or something, but like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, I want to thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I want to thank yeah. Mark. Thank I, I appreciate me. this. This has this is great. been the highlight of my um my month. And so I appreciate nice. you for kicking off my 2020 this way. Oh, 2022. That's 2022. Ooh, that's crazy. You they took two years from us. COVID <laughs> took two years, so this don't even count. Between Omarion and Delta Cron and the Autobots, Bet. you know, yeah. this, that's what it is. Yeah, but, be like that. Um, yes, guys, thank you yeah, so thank much. You. I appreciate you. I know this episode was a little bit late, but you feel me? Things happen. Don't don't fight me. Yeah. Um, Shit happens. It does. It does. But you can always reach me on my Instagram at somebody needs to hear this podcast or my website, www.somebodyneedstohearthis.com. And if mm. you're feeling frisky, you can hit my email mm. at info.somebodyneedstohearthis.com. Mark, mm. what kind of people find you if they're looking uh, for you? Find us on the Word is Bond podcast on any platform that has podcasts. 
Yep. Uh, on IG, same same uh, at name. The word is Bond Podcast, and you could also find me personally at the Mark Easy ninety four on Instagram and Twitter. With that being said, guys, this episode is a wrap. I hope you have a great rest of your week, and I'll see you next Wednesday. This episode was made possible by We Are Sacramento and The Loft. <laughs>